I'm Lindsay Wilson, and this is Business of Glam, the podcast where we discuss business, beauty, building your best life, and everything in between. On today's episode of Business of Glam, we discuss skincare, how to get the most bang for your buck, what makes medical grade skincare stand out from all other products out there, what I think are the most game-changing anti-aging serums and treatments that you can be doing for your skin. So sit back and relax and enjoy this episode. We hope that you learn a little thing or two that you can take away. So today we wanted to talk with you a little bit about skincare and what are the differences between buying something at Sephora, um, Target, Ulta, all of those amazing places that I love to buy product from versus getting a medical grade skincare routine. Um, I just got back from doing an acupuncture treatment with our favorite, Tamara, who we've had on the podcast to discuss about skincare and acupuncture and the benefits that it has for the skin. So it got us thinking that we would share a little bit of knowledge about kind of what I do for skincare and what the recommendations are um, by, you know, professional estheticians and what that difference is. So I got started on medical grade skincare and kind of the first time I ever heard that terminology was working in plastic surgery. So I worked in plastic surgery for seven years. um, And when I was 25, 26, we had an esthetician start with us that brought in all medical grade skincare. And I made the switch. We switched from, we were just using kind of like a really nice professional line um, that they sold also at Nordstrom. And we switched over to medical grade skincare. And at that time she was like, you are going to thank me one day when your skin is not aging and you can spend less money on Botox and fillers starting medical grade skincare at 25. Um, And I do. So shout out to Shanna. hopefully listen and um I kind of followed her skincare routine and her recommendations and really switched over to my belief now and what makes medical grade skincare so different so just to kind of break that down so like just to give you some examples of brands out there like skin medica things that you would get from a plastic surgeon's office or a dermatologist office um you can also get them at Glamour Bar. So we carry a line called PCA, which shout out to Tamron. She brought that to us from Arizona. And it's one of my favorite medical grade skincare lines. And I'll tell you why. But um, the biggest difference between that and something that you buy, say, while you're at the grocery store or at any type of makeup store is medical grade skincare has to prove that the ingredients work in the certain product before it's ever allowed to launch. So they have to do studies and tests and have it documented just like, you know, if a drug was coming out onto the market. So it has more research behind it that proves that the products that you're putting in your skin are penetrating the skin, the epidermis, and really actually making impact and benefits to your skin. Um, Versus the others, I know that there's like lots of the clean beauty, which we do carry clean beauty lines. And I think that's amazing. Um, Or just like any of those other trends when those come out onto market. So when you're buying something from, let's say, Sephora or Target or Ulta, any of those kind of just more over the counter type um, 
moisturizers, face washes, serums, they don't have to have the science behind it to launch their hyaluronic acid versus a different uh, actual medical grade skincare line. Um, so PCA is one of my favorites. It's what we carry at Glamour Bar. Um, and it's a medical grade skincare line. Um, like I said, it comes from Arizona. So one of our other estheticians, um, later on down the road kind of brought it in when she moved from Arizona to Denver. And one of my biggest loves for it is not only does it do what it says it's going to do, but the price point is really affordable compared to other medical grade skincare lines. So it just is easy to kind of make that transition. Um, And I think to that point too, we wanted to talk a little bit about also like budget. I know that medical grade skincare can be a little bit more expensive. However, I do like to cruise and I am a total product junkie and I love to test out other things that are out on the market. So when somebody launches a makeup line or a skincare line, I, I do dabble in it. Except I haven't bought JLo's line yet and I'm very, I'm curious about her line. Kind of what is worth spending the money on because I know that it can be a little expensive. Skincare routines typically are a little bit more spendy. How to kind of make that slow transition and not break the bank right as you're kind of getting started into that medical grade. So I think personally speaking, my recommendations would be to invest in serums and treatment. So versus like buying a $50 cleanser or a $60 or $300 moisturizer. So I would invest my money on a serum and I'll tell you which ones I would definitely invest in um, as well as a really great broad spectrum SPF. So Elta MD is another medical grade sunscreen that I love. I love all of PCA sunscreens. Um, a tinted SPF that I love that is broad spectrum is from a line that we also carry called Intelligent Elixirs, which is made here in Colorado. And um, we've had them on season one of Business of Glam. Um, and their products, even though I don't think they're completely categorized as medical grade, they use really pure, they're clean beauty They use really great pure ingredients in all of their products. So I think instead of investing in, you know, the cleansers, the moisturizers, definitely spend your money on a really great sunscreen and different serums. So hyaluronic acid has kind of become a big thing. And I see commercials for it now on TV whenever I'm watching my Real Housewives at night um, because I think every skincare line out there has come out with one but I know like in talking to girlfriends and this is kind of why we're doing this episode is that it's really hard to know like what is best for your skin and what is it actually doing not just because there's a commercial out there and you know the latest greatest newest actress is repping that product that shouldn't be the reason that you're buying that particular product to have on your bathroom counter. You should really be kind of doing the research of like what it is. So we thought we'd break it down a little bit for you. So hyaluronic acid, kind of just the simplest term is it brings 
moisture up to the surface. So we all have hyaluronic acid in our bodies. So we produce them. But the sad fact is, is that as we get older, unfortunately, we stop producing certain things. So collagen production kind of stops being optimal at age 25. So that's kind of why you're trying to supplement that back in and help that collagen stimulate. Um, and there's some other great skincare treatments out there that kind of help make that collagen reproduce in the dermis of the skin. Um, but hyaluronic acid, as we start to get older, starts to diminish. And so bringing it in in a serum form, it's going to bring that moisture up to the surface layer and why we want that is one, we feel hydrated. Two, it makes our skin look plump. And so when we're dehydrated and we're not, you know, drinking enough water, you really see it in your skin. Um, and when that hyaluronic acid production kind of starts to diminish, your skin can kind of look a little more dull, not as plump, not as like full and youthful as we want it to be. So hyaluronic acid helps bring that moisture up to the surface layer, kind of traps it under um the dermis and epidermis am I being correct in my terminology I'm looking at um Serena our esthetician at Glamour Bar just to make sure that I'm like I think I think it's the dermis and epidermis that it traps it between and so it helps the skin look more plump and full throughout the day and evening so you can use it day and evening um, there's a lot of great ones out there. I am partial to the PCA hyaluronic acid because a lot of hyaluronic acids can feel a little tacky just with the ingredients that they put into it. Um, where I feel like the PCA serum like absorbs into the skin really well. A lot of men like to use it as their moisturizer, or if you have like a super oily skin, you could kind of use it and in place in lieu of using a moisturizer on top of it as well or using some kind of like moisturizing SPF over the top of it but it really soaks into the skin sometimes if you've tried a hyaluronic acid it does really depend on the ingredients that they're putting in with it and some like I just said some hyaluronic acids do feel a little tackier some of those serums Personally speaking, I don't like that tacky feeling on my skin. It does usually typically absorb, but it's just not a feeling I like. I want something that just kind of feels like more smooth and that it's doing its job without me having to feel it on my skin. Um, so this one does a really amazing job of just soaking right into the skin. Um, but they also come in other forms. So I feel like hyaluronic lip has kind of become a big thing because it gives a little of that plumping effect without having that tingle factor. I'm a child of the 90s and 2000s. So I remember when those tingle factor like lip glosses came out and you were like, yeah, my lips do look full, but my mouth is on fire. So this is going to give you a little bit more of like a plumper, fuller, hydrated look without having that burny, tingly sensation. We also, so PCA also carries it in a couple other little forms. And this is like my go-to. This is my beauty secret, I'm telling you. The hyaluronic acid sleep mask is, nothing compares to it. It's an overnight sleep mask. It feels so hydrating. It's my travel secret. So anytime that I've been traveling to or from, I come home, I do like 
the typical nighttime routine, remove makeup, cleanse the skin, do my other serums. You can use a little moisturizer and then put the hyaluronic acid overnight mask on top of all of that. I'm telling you in the morning you wake up like you have just had like 18 hours of sleep. Your skin looks incredible, super hydrating. So I know anybody that is in a drier climate, obviously Colorado is pretty dry. It like is literally a game changer. I usually do it at least once a week because <laughs> I'm addicted. I don't even want to tell you how many um, bottles of that I've gone through. Um, and then they actually just launched also a hyaluronic overnight sleep mask that is kind of minty, but I'm also obsessed with it because we all wake up in the morning with kind of those cracked lips. This is like you're hydrated and your lips look plump and full. So if you've tried a hyaluronic acid and you're like, that's not for me, it felt tacky, it didn't feel good on my skin, definitely shop around and try out those different hyaluronic acids that are out on the market because depending on what they kind of formulate that serum with, it can definitely change that texture of what it feels like on the skin. One other product that I think that, I I don't know, do you remember Obagi? Are you old enough? Okay. Obagi was the craze whenever I was like in plastic surgery. And I remember even hearing about it beforehand. Um, And it was like a whole kind of retinol system that like you would use on your skin. And you were red and peely and it was really great. But um, so retinol, I think, gets kind of a bad rap. And it's one of those things that like you're going to use at nighttime. It can make you more, it makes you a little more sensitive to sunlight. So you want to definitely be using an SPF with it, but you can kind of build your skin up to it. And that's why those different percentages are out on the market. So retinol is also vitamin A. So if you ever hear that, but those retinol creams, whenever you're buying those different percentages, so 0.05, or if your dermatologist has like prescribed you something, and I think it goes up to 1%, 1.5% for use of skincare. Um, and so you're kind of using it and baby stepping it into your skincare routine. So you can kind of just use it, you know, I usually recommend, so if we're set, if I'm selling somebody the PCA retinol, I do have a little bit of a different protocol for them because the PCA retinol is a little different than anything out on the market. Um, I actually went to one of their seminars and they had a dermatologist come in and she was like, I used to prescribe retinols to everybody. And now I, I won't, I haven't written a prescription for retinol and forever because the PCA is just unlike anything else out on the market. So, um, what kind of makes the PCA retinols different is it is more target specific. So you're not going to see that percentage of the retinol. You're not going to see 0.05.251%. It's more target driven. And the reason that you get a little less redness, irritation, dryness from the PCA retinol is because it has all of the molecules kind of penetrate at the same time. So you're not having so much inflammation into the skin, so much um, 
of the different kind of molecules kind of trying to penetrate the skin at different times. It's all going in at once. And so you get a little less sensitivity, you get a little less redness, dryness, but it is normal to see that from a retinol and as well as, like I said, sun sensitivity. So really using that sunscreen and being diligent on it. And also let your waxers know if you're using a retinol, like think it through before you sign that paper, because it really will affect your waxing and take off layers of your skin. And it's not only traumatizing for you, but it's very traumatizing for your esthetician that's waxing you. So Definitely think through those skincare products before you're going to get any skincare treatment, especially waxing if you're using retinol. And sometimes I get it. It's like hard to remember that you've been using it because you use it a little more sporadically than every single day. But definitely remember, that's just a little word to the wise from the beauty industry. Um, But Other retinols are amazing too. Really why you want a retinol in your skincare routine, especially if you're looking for more anti-aging, is because it's helping the cell turnover. So you want to have the constant cell turnover so that way it's rejuvenating itself and it's making the skin youthful. It's taking away, it helps with age spots, fine lines, wrinkles, acne. I mean, it it's kind of across the board. So even if you're using it, I tell clients all the time, if it feels like it's too much for your skin, use it once a week. And then if you feel like the next month, you can use it twice a week. That's amazing. Just get it into your skincare routine somewhere. So that way you are getting that more cellular turnover that really only a retinol is going to provide for you on a nightly basis. Unless you're doing chemical peels on the regular, even though you still should be using a retinol, but a chemical peel is another amazing way to get that cell turnover on the skin. And I know that we all have mixed feelings about the chemical peels, thanks to one of my favorite shows, Sex in the City, but you will not look like Samantha. There is a lot of different levels of peel that you can do I've done them all I've gone all the like working in plastic surgery we had more medical grade peels where you literally I was like I am like a snake my face is falling off I was Samantha from sex in the city during those peels like leaving brunch mortified at myself for like my face falling off in the middle of it um but not every peel is that way and We have peels that are great for people that have even rosacea, any type of skin like irritation, those you can still also do chemical peels. You just want to be careful on, you know, how many layers are you doing? Have you communicated all of your skincare concerns and issues with your esthetician and making sure you're kind of baby stepping it into it? You're not meant to just go in for one chemical peel at some point in time in your life the first time and get your face ripped off. You're you're really supposed to have like a really gradual cell turnover and doing those chemical peels on the regular basis will definitely help. It'll also help get rid of like with a retinol, you're going to help get rid of pigmentation. You're going to help get rid of 
you know, acne or any type of blemish on the skin. So it's going to benefit you all the way around. And I mean, we carry a Scentsy peel and you literally just get the glow from it. You're not even, I, every time I do it, I slough in certain areas, but it's like maybe one or two days of like just a little dry skin and living in Colorado, we're used to having dry skin all the time. So it just looks like maybe I was outside for a little too long. Um, but usually too, with a chemical peel, if you do something that is a little bit of a higher step up, just know, because this is always the trick is that you think the day of your peel, you're going to come out and you're going to start peeling and you're going to have redness and you're going to have all of these things. Typically it happens two to three days later. So if you have a special event, if you have any type of happy hour or dinner or something that following week, you need to count your days out from the time that you actually get your treatment and allow for your major peeling to start two to three days post that treatment and last for three to five days following that. So when your esthetician says, oh, you should peel for three to five days, add another two to three days on top of that because you're not going to start peeling until two to three days after that actual service was performed on you. So let's talk about other serums besides retinol and hyaluronic acid, which I think should be included in our ABCs. So PCA taught me, and I just kind of like this as like an easy way to remember the things that you should. It's like a non-negotiable, if you will, in your relationship with your skincare routine is vitamin A, which is retinol. B is broad spectrum SPF and C is your vitamin C. But I think that we need to add hyaluronic into that because I think it's like a game changer. Um, But vitamin C is another big one. So vitamin C helps with kind of brightening the skin. It's going to help protect about against environmental damages. It's going to help. Yes, we all soak in, just so you know, we soak in the pollution that's in the air and the skin. And that is why it is important to remove makeup. It's not just about removing the makeup at the end of the night. It's about washing off all of those pollutants that we kind of are absorbing into our skin throughout the day. Um, so vitamin C helps with brightening. It helps with protection against those environmental damages that, you know, affect our skin helps with cell turnover. It's just another part of that anti-aging kind of trifecta. That's going to keep you young and youthful looking because that's what we all want. We all want that dewy glowy skin that looks like we just woke up like this. So there's a little bit of work that needs to happen, but it's it's easy enough to do. Um, so vitamin C, kind of to talk a little bit about this, like E and C should be kind of combined in the vitamin Cs that you get. So a lot of vitamin Cs you might notice are in a liquid form. Um, you just want to be cautious on how those are formulated and those can have like a little less shelf time of sitting on your bathroom counter. So you want to really be watching that product and making sure that it is still working for you. It doesn't have any kind of weird smell or anything going on because depending on the color of bottle it is in, it can 
affect the actual product and kind of expire it a little bit faster. But really to get vitamin C to work optimally, it should be combined with a vitamin E. Just helps it penetrate the skin to actually be getting down there to do what it needs to do. So when looking for a vitamin C, definitely look for something that has vitamin E included in it too. Um, Personally speaking, I do like the P, obviously I like the PCA because that's, this is why I carry it. Um, the PCA vitamin C and E, I feel like I love the texture of it. The texture of it is almost kind of like a silicone based, like makeup primer is how I feel. It has a really great slip to it, has that combination of C and E. It's not in a glass bottle, so you don't have to worry about, Um, the effects of the actual vitamin inside of the serum. Um, And I I just feel like it lasts a lot longer. With liquids, I have a hard time. (laughs) Maybe it's me being a five-year-old internally, is that I have a hard time like controlling how much product I'm actually putting on my skin when something comes in a dropper and I just feel like I go go through that product much faster than something that has like a little bit more of like a cream base or a little bit of a thicker base to it. Um, So to talk a little bit about, like I said, vitamin C is going to be your daytime serum and retinol is going to be your evening serum. So kind of to talk a little bit about what your skincare routine should look like, it should be cleansing. And then your serums should go, so always think thinnest to thickest. So it should go thinnest to thickest, ending in a moisturizer um, or the overnight hyaluronic acid mask, which trust me, you won't regret it. Um, So thinnest to thickest is always kind of just the general rule of thumb. However, with PCA skincare, they do all penetrate at that same rate. So you can actually cocktail them. So if you're somebody like me that loves to use a multitude of serums and their skincare routine, you can cocktail them in your hand, rub them together and apply all at one time. So it's just kind of making a little cocktail at home in the palm of your hand for your skin. And really what you're going to be switching out is Vitamin C, you only want to use during the daytime. And retinol, you want to only use in the nighttime. So those are really the only two real interchanging products um, that you're kind of having to do day or night. Some people like to do a little bit of a heavier moisturizer in the evening versus daytime because they're not wearing makeup. They're not having to worry about that slip. Or I like to use a gel eye cream or a gel eye serum in the daytime because of makeup wearing. And then in the evening, I like to use more of an eye cream, something thicker, more hydrating. Um, Eye creams, the importance of it, ladies, let me just tell you, we need to use something on our eyes. I remember one day waking up and being like, how am I not using an eye cream? I use five different serums on my face. I'm like cleansing, I'm moisturizing, I'm using masks, I'm doing all of these different things throughout, you know, the month of my beauty routine. But your under eyes are a thinner skin quality. And so they need, this is why your moisturizer isn't going to work in that area of 
your skin because it's a thinner layer. It needs something more specifically formulated to be for the eye area. And eye creams and gels do typically tend to be more expensive. But the reason I also think I don't go through them as fast as I am like my moisturizers or other serums. Those eye creams and eye gels definitely do last a lot longer, especially if you're using two separate ones. So using an eye gel in the morning and an eye cream at night, I'm not replacing those products very often. So You also need to look at how much product you're using. So when we're talking budget and kind of adding those things in, yes, you might, you want to use a medical grade skincare, but you're also getting a higher quality in your product. So you you can use less serum. You don't have to do, listen, I, I am the queen of, you can ask my stylist. I'm like, more is more. I want it all. Like give me more. But in this particular instance, you can use just that little pea size, that dime size, because you're getting a higher concentrated product that is going to penetrate, it is going to do those things. And I think sometimes when we're buying things from, you know, just off the shelf, we're like, oh, I'm not seeing results. So let me use more of it. At least that's how my mentality works. And so let me use more of it. Let me put more on the skin, but it's just not going to penetrate in the same rate that doing the treatments from like a medical grade skincare or using products from a medical grade skincare are going to be able to get into the skin layer. So like I was saying in the beginning, I think where you can kind of save that money. And I always tell clients when they come in, they don't need to switch over fully to one line. And if you have favorite products in something, I think it's definitely okay to continue to use those. You're just really wanting to focus on those main anti-aging products. Or if you have other skincare issues, so pigmentation being an issue or acne being an issue, you're going to want to spend money on the things that most matter to you for your skincare routine. And where you're going to get the most bang for your buck is definitely in those serums and treatments versus moisturizers or cleansers. With the exception, I will say, PCA has, sorry, I keep plugging PCA. I'm I'm not being sponsored by them, I swear, for this episode. They have the most amazing skin bars for cleansers, but it's a treatment and a cleanser in one. And I am telling you, the blemish control bar has saved so many people, especially during like mask me, when everybody was having mask me, even though we were continuing to wear those masks, Using that blemish control bar like knocked out everybody's issues. So it has the salicylic acids in it. It has the different, like depending on which treatment. So they have a pigmentation, they have a dry skin, and they have um, a blemish control. And those all are more target specific cleansers and they really have treatment inside of them. So the dry skin bar, I've had clients that have psoriasis and eczema that have used them and seen like vast improvement. And you can, because they are in a larger jar, they kind of come with a sponge or if you use a Clarisonic, do people still use Clarisonics or am I just like a thousand? I'm a dinosaur. You're not going to change some of these things. Um, you can use that on 
on the bar. So you can use it all over the body. So if you have acne breakouts on your back or shoulders, you can use that blemish control bar there for that treatment. So those are kind of a little bit higher end of what we carry when it comes to cleansers. But I think they're well worth it. But you're buying those if you're more target specific. So think about your skincare needs and what bothers you the most and what you really want to focus on. And those should be those first items that you're really spending that money and investing in. You only get one face. So we really need to take care of it. And I know that so many people spend listen, I'm not judging. It's me included. I'm talking to me on makeup and spending all of this money on getting the foundations that don't move or makeup settings or setting powders. And we have like all of these different layers that go into it. But really, if you're focusing on your skin, you don't need to spend that much or use that much. And so you're really helping your everyday routine especially when it comes to makeup, by making that investment in your skin first, because that's going to make the biggest impact. That's going to be something you're not having to cover. Sure. Are you going to have those monthly like dark circles or a breakout or something along those lines? Of course. But if you're really focusing on having great skincare routine down, you're going to see that less and less. And so your morning routine is going to be shorter. Even if you're adding in these serums and washing your face at night, you're going to see better impact on kind of overall how much time you're having to spend to get ready in the morning, because you can just throw on a little tinted SPF and walk out the door. I mean, I'm not doing it, but still, (laughs) but you can, um, I mean, I feel like just making that investment in your skincare routine, you're not going to be able to rejuvenate the skin. Like we talked about at, in your kind of mid twenties, your elast, your collagen and elastin are starting to go ahead and decrease. And those are kind of the two major players, but add in the hyaluronic acid that we're producing in our body and all of the other supplements that we're producing in our body that are starting to kind of slow down or decrease or not make it at all anymore. So you're really needing to take care of that skin and pamper it. And then I promise you, you're going to spend less and less on makeup and other time-consuming situations that are going to take up some of your daily routine. So I always recommend to people definitely seeing somebody that's a professional in the industry and really focusing on the skin care. So bringing in your products with you. So whether it's an esthetician that's in a plastic surgery office, a dermatologist office, or in a salon setting, those people are going to be able to kind of help guide you and help tell you what products are going to be best for you because nothing's worse than standing in the line and being like, oh my God, there's so many products and it's so overwhelming and really targeting in on those specific treatments that are really going to impact you first. So if pigmentation is your biggest issue or acne is your biggest issue or just really focusing on anti-aging, we can kind of 
puts you into the right thing that's you're going to start to see a difference and then you can add in those other things later on. So if you want a better cleanser, you want a better moisturizer, you can definitely add those things all in and have medical grade of everything. But you can also kind of pick and choose and create something that works for you and works for your budget. But definitely those serums and treatments are where the money's at and like the best investment for your skin. So getting regular chemical peels, dermaplane. So dermaplaning is something that we haven't talked about yet, but dermaplane is kind of an exfoliation treatment that also takes away the peach fuzz on our face. So I know I always think like I don't really have a lot of hair on my body. Like I'm not a hairy person. And then all of a sudden I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, where did all of this peach fuzz come from? So it's getting rid of that. But the other benefits is it's doing exfoliation. It also helps your products be able to penetrate deeper into the skin layer because that dead skin is off. So definitely doing dermaplanes, chemical peels, getting that cell turnover going, getting that exfoliation. You should at least be exfoliating in the shower if nothing else. If you can't add in these treatments to your everyday or monthly routine, once a week you should be using some kind of exfoliant in the shower. And please don't use the apricot scrub. I don't, did that die? I hope so. I, I, again, child of the 90s and 2000s, that was like the bomb was to use that apricot scrub and actually you want to make sure that something is environmentally friendly because they've been finding that those particles don't break down and they're going into our rivers and lakes so you got to make sure those little particles break down (laughs) so you should be at least physically exfoliating in the shower once a week to get that cell turnover get that dead skin off let those products be able to penetrate deeper into the skin layer so definitely visiting a professional no offense to my Sephora people my Ulta people you guys are amazing I love you but you want somebody that is licensed and knows a little bit more target specific where they can kind of guide you and help you see the best results because we all want to be living our best life glowing out there. Um, If you're in Denver, you should come and see Serena at Glamour Bar because she's the best and she is the one that's doing my skincare for me. So she keeps me peach fuzz free and (laughs) my skin peels going oh also if my one thought on this like and then I promise I'm going to wrap up everyone um is that if you're going to invest in spending money on a treatment get something that you're going to see a result from unless you have the disposable income of just getting regular facials. I think facials are amazing and they're great for clearing out like, you know, clogged pores, debris in the skin, getting that skin really nice and clean. Plus it's just like that really fluffy, like spa type experience that's relaxing and like good for your mental health. So I definitely recommend facials for that type of situation. However, if you're wanting to only spend your money on certain things for the month, Definitely invest in getting a chemical peel or a dermaplane or both because 
instead of going to the spa, while it might be relaxing and feel really great on the skin, you're not going to see such great results long-term from that. So this is something that's actually working for your skin. So Again, if you're in the Denver area, you should come to Glamour Bar, get a complimentary consultation with Serena, put together a skincare routine. We will also do over the phone or like Skype, FaceTime um, consultations and mail out products to you. So if you feel like you're just unsure of what to use and you want Serena and I can always be your assistant coach too, because I'm a junkie for skincare. Um, we can answer your questions too, virtually and mail out products to you or drop ship products to you and get them out to you and kind of help guide you through that process too. Obviously it would be a little harder to do those treatments on you, but we can absolutely help make some recommendations wherever you are to find a great professional to go and see. But it's going to help save you in the long run when you're looking at graduating to the Botox and the fillers, really prepping that skin and getting that skin and treating it well as early as you can. Not that correction can't be happening later on, but really protecting that skin to get yourself that best glow. I'm Lindsay Wilson, and you've been listening to Business of Glam. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to subscribe, review, and download this podcast. If you're ever in the Denver area, be sure to come by and see us at Glamour Bar. Until then, stay glam.